Hello everyone and happy Thursday. First of all, I'd like to start off today's episode by apologizing for my lack of an episode last week. Honestly, um, I was kind of putting together the show for last week and then something came up and I just, I never want to put out an episode just for the sake of putting out an episode. I would rather have the best quality episode um, once every few weeks than a weekly episode that is just not up to my standards. Um, But with that being said, I am going to be attempting to have a weekly episode and that's why I'm here today. Um, So yeah, anyway... Uh, I've got a lot to talk about today, some very exciting things, and I think you guys might know one of the things that I'm going to be talking about already, and if you don't, that's fine. Uh, But before we do anything else, before we get into the rest of the episode, as always, I have a little pre-recorded ad for y'all to listen to, and then we'll hop right into the show. So here is that pre-recorded ad. All right, thank you so much for listening to that ad. I know that I always say this, and this is a very unscripted show. You can tell sometimes by the way I get confused or distracted, but um, this sounds scripted already and it's really not, but I just want to say thank you for always listening to those pre-recorded ads. I know that as a listener, I listen to a lot of podcasts, believe it or not, um, and as a listener, I know that it's really irritating to have to listen to ads, but as a podcast host, it is really important to me that y'all listen to those ads, so I do appreciate it. So in the intro before the ad, I was kind of talking about how I have a lot to talk about in this episode and how definitely one of those things you could probably guess what it is, and in case you didn't guess I'm going to be talking about the WandaVision series finale so it's been a week if you weren't if you you should have seen it by now if you hadn't seen it yet though spoiler alert I'm gonna try my best not to spoil it that much but I'm just gonna give you a spoiler alert anyway because I know that I'll probably say something I shouldn't so if you haven't seen it yet and you're interested in seeing it and you don't want it to be spoiled go ahead and fast forward a little bit and hopefully um you don't hear any spoilers, but don't, don't, um, not listen to the episode, just skip a little, skip a little, and, um, listen to the rest of the episode. Anyway, last Friday, almost a week ago, was the WandaVision finale, and let me just say, I, I was a little surprised by the ending, and I've been hyping up this show so much, and I think it's still one of the greatest projects that Marvel has ever done. It's not for everyone, like I said, Um, especially I think the first few episodes kind of were a very slow start, which I think with a lot of shows that happens. Um, I know that personally for me, there's been some shows that I watch and the first two or three episodes, I'm like, nah, I'm not interested in this. And then I go back to it later on and I'm like, yeah, this is one of the greatest shows I've seen. Um, and I think that's because shows specifically something that maybe movies don't necessarily have to deal with is kind of that build up and, um, for a series. So yeah. Oh, like I said, the WandaVision, not for everyone. Uh, I think I mentioned in the past that I think it's like for a hardcore Marvel fan and maybe that's not even the case. I think personally for me, I believe that because I love the House of M comics and I kind of had my theories of what was going to happen and whatnot. So even those episodes that were a little slower, I really was able to kind of sit through them and still enjoy them to a certain extent. But I think you know, even if you are a hardcore Marvel fan, maybe this show just wasn't for you. In any case, I personally think it's one of the greatest things Marvel has ever done. I think that um, it's so different. It's not your straightforward 
Marvel or any superhero series or movie or anything like that. It's, like I said, it had that slow build-up. Um, it was very confusing. Even even if you're familiar like with the House of M comics and with everything, it, it's, it's a very confusing series. And I think I enjoyed that, though. The confusion of it all was what intrigued me and was made me want to watch each week. The possibility is Wanda a villain? Is Mephisto going to come out? We all knew Agatha was Agatha. Uh, or I guess Agnes was Agatha. But just the you know, waiting to see how that unfolds was all so exciting. And I really love that about the series. With that being said, I do have to be honest, and I don't think it would be um, fair to you all if I lied about this. I think, personally, in my opinion, don't come at me if you don't agree, but I think that the finale was a little lackluster. For, you know, the series, I think, starting from episode four and beyond, each week got better and better. And then episode 10 just wasn't, it it wasn't, it didn't reach my expectations. This was Marvel's first series. I didn't know what to expect, but I think I definitely did have high expectations. Being a fan of the comics, of, um, I'm sorry, I meant this is the Marvel Cinematic Universe's first series because I am a fan of the other Marvel series that we've had in the past from Marvel Television Studios, which of course no longer exists, but Runaways and Cloak and Dagger and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., all great shows. Um, but I did have high expectations because this is MCU, this is Kevin Feige, this is the a larger Marvel Universe connecting. And I feel as though, for example, one thing that I thought was quite disappointing in the end was um, we, our... Um, Pietro, who is the actor, is the Pietro from, um, you know, the X-Men universe. I thought he was going to be more relevant. I thought we were going to get a multiverse, which I'm still, fingers crossed, that's happening in Spider-Man 3, but who knows with Marvel. Um, And then he ended up being not an important character. Now, there are all these theories that he's the one person that was in the witness protection program that Jimmy Woo was talking about in the in episode four, or I believe it was. But I don't know. I just feel like there was no big wow moment. I thought we were going to see more of Monica's powers. I thought we were going to see her become Photon, like in the comics, which essentially I guess we kind of did see that. But I thought we were going to see it to a greater extent. Um, you know, Darcy really didn't appear at all in the finale. I think maybe she had like a few seconds that we saw her but for Darcy being such an important character I think obviously we had the characters within Westview like Agatha um you know of course um of course Wanda and Vision and their kids and whatnot but then I felt like outside of Westview we also had those key characters which were like Jimmy Woo and Monica and um Darcy and I feel like we didn't really get a good closing for them either So that was, I think, disappointing. I do know that the director, the showrunner, um, somebody along those lines did say that because of COVID and because of delayed filming schedules and all that kind of stuff, they did have to like cut some scenes and the ending wasn't exactly what they had planned on doing. So obviously that's understandable, but from a viewer's perspective, not taking into consideration the larger scale of things, I think it was a little bit disappointing. Um, what I did really like about the finale was kind of seeing Wanda discovering who she is and 
we, even me, I have to admit, I really felt that she was going to be the villain of it all. I mean, we know there was Agatha and we, I just saw Wanda going one way and I was glad to see her kind of almost what we saw in Civil War realize she's not a villain. She's a hero, you know, and maybe not even a hero, but at least she's just not a villain. And so I liked to seeing her coming into her powers. I love her new costume. Um, you know, Elizabeth Olsen has been very vocal from the beginning about how she really didn't want to wear that Scarlet Witch costume from the comics. She felt uncomfortable. She felt like it was um, too showy or whatever for her. And I'm glad we got to see it in one episode as a fun Halloween episode. That was a great costume. But I think that I love, the thing I love about this costume that she has now is that it's not like too much, you know? Um, but it's also nothing that's going to make her uncomfortable. And this, I think, compared to what she used to wear, um, like Civil War era and whatnot, it was very boring. Not to, I mean, not that it matters, right? But it wasn't like a superhero costume. And now we have like this actual superhero costume. And I saw this one like hidden Easter egg that somebody posted that there's actually the shape of Vision's Infinity Stone on her costume, which is really cool. And of course, we have that like Scarlet Witch. Um, um, logo and everything on her costume, which is amazing. I also, like I said, love that we finally get to call her the Scarlet Witch, and that's all thanks to, you know, Marvel owning Fox now, or not Marvel, but Disney, thus, I guess, Marvel. Um, and that's all great. And the other thing that I really loved is, um, the setup. There was setup. I thought there was going to be greater setup. I honestly expected, like, a Doctor Strange cameo or something, which I believe the director of WandaVision also said that that was supposed to happen, and then again, due to COVID and um, Benedict Cumberbatch not being able to um, travel, that didn't happen. But I did love um, that moment at the end with Monica. Somebody in space wants to talk to her. Um, that could be Nick Fury, we know from the end of Spider-Man um, Far From Home. We know that he's up in space that could be him that could be talos or one of the other um kree so we'll have to kree or scrolls oh gosh i always get them confused the good ones <laughs> sorry i forget but um so that's going to be interesting and i definitely think that's opening up the doors for monica and captain marvel too and hopefully she has a key role in that i know we're also getting miss marvel introduced in that movie so it is going to be packed with a lot but hopefully monica has a key role in that and we get to actually see her becoming Photon and kind of coming into these superpowers. Um, and then I also like the very, very end where we see um, Scarlet Witch kind of reading the... Um, I forget the name of the book, but it's the book about her powers. I love that part because she's kind of... Because um, we see like the hint of her being in Doctor Strange 2, which is confirmed. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I am a little disappointed that the MCU timeline had to change because technically we were supposed to be getting Doctor Strange 2 like now pretty much. And obviously now we have to wait another, I believe, year and a half. So that's a little disappointing, but I did like that setup for Doctor Strange 2. I think definitely it's safe to say we haven't seen the end of Vision or of Wanda's children in the MCU. I think there's still a strong possibility. Obviously, Doctor Strange 2 is called Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So I think I'm still holding out for that multiverse. I especially want to see it for Spider-Man. But in general, in the MCU, that would be amazing. And then also, um, I, I would love to see... Um, 
gosh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah, um, Young Avengers. I would love to see Young Avengers with Wanda's kids. And we know um, that, like I said, Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan is coming into the MCU. We know um, uh, Riri Williams, I think, we're getting her also, even though she's not technically part of Young Avengers. Kate Bishop, for sure. So... I would love to kind of see Wiccan and Speed, which are Wanda's twins, in that whole Young Avengers group as well. Uh, But yeah, those are just my thoughts on WandaVision, and I'm sorry that I talked about it so much. Don't worry, I'm still going to get to everything else I want to discuss in this episode, even if it's a super long episode. But I really felt it necessary to kind of go over everything. Um, You know, I'm a huge Marvel fan, and I couldn't not talk about the first Marvel Disney Plus MCU series. Uh, also, one last thing I want to mention: the Dark Hold was kind of mentioned in WandaVision, which um, was also mentioned in Agents of Shield. But I'm not too familiar with Agents of Shield, if I'm being honest. But one thing I am familiar with is Marvel's Runaways, which is one of my absolute favorite shows. That I'm still mad that it got canceled, and I definitely think they could have gone for another season. But anyway, they have their own version of the Dark Hold, especially in season three with. Um, um, you know, everything that happened there. Gosh, why can't I remember the villain's name? Uh, anyway, but there's, uh, we know Nico Minoru, who is also a witch, like Scarlet Witch and whatnot, and, um, all, all the stuff that happened, and we have the Dark Hold, and obviously it's very different in WandaVision, so we're gonna have to see, um, we know that Runaways and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and all those other Marvel shows are not part of the MCU, but it'll be interesting if they try to even make them canon at all, or if those are just their own thing. Anyway, moving on, yes, I still have two more Marvel things to talk about, so please don't get frustrated with me, because I have other things to talk about today as well. But anyway, um, speaking of Marvel and the MCU, the Black Widow movie, which was supposed to come out almost a year ago, a lot of people um, were theorizing or there was a lot of rumors that it would be not only available at the theater but also available on Disney Plus with premiere access um that Mulan I don't think it had a theatrical release the live action one I'm talking about obviously um but it did have that Disney Plus premiere access option and then last week Raya and the Last Dragon premiered um it had both a theatrical release and that Disney Plus premiere access option however this week it was confirmed that Black Widow is still coming in May but it will only have a theatrical release they are adamant about it not having that Disney Plus premiere access option now personally for me I I don't really know how I feel about that I haven't been to a theater in over a year and if you know me, you know that I absolutely adore going to movie theaters. It's one of my favorite things. Um, so it is disappointing. Um, I Do I want to miss this movie? No. Do I think it's worth putting myself at risk? Also, no. I'm vaccinated. I'm debating. Obviously, we still have another, like, month and a half until it... Pr- Uh, is released so between now and then I'll be considering my options and deciding if it's worth going to see at the theater but there are people who aren't vaccinated and there are you know people who just don't feel comfortable going to the theater for whatever reasons so I kind of am disappointed in um Disney and Marvel for not giving us this Disney plus premiere access option I think um you know the Mulan live action I think Raya and the Last Dragon I also think Soul had that Disney Plus premiere access option. I might be wrong. Um, you know, they all, I think, were pretty successful movies as far as Disney goes. Um, and I think that 
especially a Marvel movie, could be successful even with that option, and especially if they do both. I'm not saying they should only do premiere access, I'm just saying that, um, you know, in addition to the theatrical release, they should give people an option. Uh, a lot of us are huge Marvel fans, we keep up with the movies and everything else, and it just seems like they should give us the opportunity to watch the movie. Um, but that's just my take on things. I know that there's all sorts of uh, analytics and whatnot and um, trying that go into um, deciding whether or not they should release it theatrically or with premiere access or with both. And I guess ultimately they decided the best option in terms of the success of the movie and how much money it would make is a theatrical release only. So that's just my thoughts, like I said. Um, the other Marvel thing I wanted to talk about is actually something related to Marvel Comics because um, I absolutely adore Marvel Comics. I'm not just an MCU fan. I love everything Marvel, and I actually am a huge Marvel Comics fan. I have... I, I'm a, like, weekly release reader. That's how hardcore of a, a comic book fan I am. Anyway, so one thing I thought was really cool is that this month, March, in case you didn't know, is Women's History Month. Also, uh, earlier this week was International Women's Day, so to all the women listening, um, from wherever you are in the world, I just wanted to say Happy International Women's Day, um, and, you know, I hope you're using your voice for something good, I hope you are fighting for equality, and, um, yeah, and also, um, I'll just say it in Spanish, too, because I want as many women as possible to hear this, but um, Feliz Día Internacional de la Mujer. Espero que están usando su voz para luchar por igualdad y espero que eh, disfrutaron de, de, de la, del Día Internacional de las Mujeres, que fue, creo que el lunes, martes, ni siquiera me acuerdo, pero es un día muy importante y espero que usaron sus voces y lucharon por igualdad. Y bueno, feliz Día Internacional de las Mujeres. Anyway, back to the point of what I was saying. I just thought it was important to acknowledge International Women's Day. Um, but anyway, in addition to International Women's Day, it was also Women's History Month this month. And because of that, Marvel decided to do some special Women's History Month variant covers. So um, Jen Bartel is the comic book artist behind the special covers. There's a bunch of different ones. Um, so I'm just going to list some of the ones I'm excited for. First of all, um, Silk Spider Cindy Moon, um, one of the Spider-Verse Spider heroes, I guess, is getting her own um, comic run again. And I'm so, so excited for it. Even without these special covers, I was already excited for it. Cindy Moon is absolutely one of my favorite characters. Um, anyway, so she's getting her... Um, Silk number one is going to be that uh, Women's History Month variant cover. will be available for that. Uh, Spider-Woman number 10, another one of my favorite costumes... Um, costumes. Uh, I was thinking that I cosplayed as her, and so the word costume came out, but characters is what I meant to say. Um, so Spider-Woman number 10 will have that Women's History Month variant cover available as well. And then Avengers number 43 is going to have the variant cover featuring She-Hulk, and I adore She-Hulk as well, another one of my favorite characters. So I'm so excited about those covers. Um, you can get a full list online, I think like marvelcomics.com um, or something, or just look it up. Um, Jen Bartel Women's History Month Marvel variant covers and it'll give you a list of all of them but I wanted to mention it because I think her artwork is amazing I saw like the preview of some of these covers and I think they're absolutely gorgeous so I am gonna try to get them myself um and yeah I just wanted to mention that um another thing I want to talk about is um 
so as you all know, this is an Olympic year. And one of my favorite, or at least we hope it is, it's supposed to be, but things can change. Obviously, the actual Olympic year was supposed to be last year, and then the COVID pandemic hit, which has just been, you know, I'm not even going to get into that. Um, so the Olympics were postponed to this year. Thus far, they haven't canceled them. Hopefully they don't, but you never know. Anyway, as of right now, it's an Olympic year. And one of my favorite Olympic sports to watch is gymnastics. I just absolutely think it's incredible. And it's it's just something interesting to watch. Not that, not to say that other sports are not interesting. It's just that personally for me, I think that it um, it's so entertaining and interesting to watch Olympic gymnastics. Like the other sports, I'm just not that into. So anyway, uh, if you know anything about Olympic gymnastics or the Olympics or if you just like know anything you probably know that Simone Biles is like the greatest gymnast ever and so it's kind of disappointing to hear that her first competition since October 2019 so in over a year um, was supposed to be in May it was the Tokyo World Cup and unfortunately it got canceled so it's looking like again if the Olympics even happen the next time we see Simone Biles might actually be at Olympic trials now I'm not worried for her because she's Simone Biles. Come on, you guys. Like, she could literally just not compete from here to the Olympics and still, like, win every medal. But with that being said, it is a little bit um, disappointing. And I think it's, like, an unfair disadvantage for, um, you know, those gymnasts because they're not getting as much training as, you know, they would normally get in an Olympic year. And they're not getting, you know, that competition um like almost practice before the olympics so kind of disappointing but i am interested to see how simone biles bounces back from this and not that she really even needs to bounce back like i said the girl could like literally not compete and still win every medal in tokyo but yeah and also speaking of olympic gymnastics lori hernandez who was also part of the 2016 olympic gymnastics team just competed in her first competition in four and a half years yes four and a half years and she is trying to make it to the olympics um she only competed on floor and beam so she didn't do all four rotations but i watched it i am so sorry if you can hear all the wind behind me um anyway i'm not outside i am just near a window my point being i watched Lori than this is comeback and i think she's absolutely incredible um if i'm being totally honest she doesn't have like that guarantee like there's no way she won't make the Olympic team like Simone Biles. But with that being said, I think she's got a fair fighting chance. And it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, how Olympic trials go and everything like that. If you guys remember um, in 2012, Nastia Lukin tried to make an Olympic comeback after um, winning the gold in 2008. And she kind of bombed trials. So, you know, anything can happen, even for a gold medalist. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, if Lori makes the Olympic team, how she does at trials. And even if she does make the team, how she does in general. Like, is she, does she medal? Um, she medaled on beam individually in 2016. So it's just interesting to see where she's at. Uh, but that's all I wanted to say about that. Um, oh, now I want to talk about something technology related. So... I want to tell you guys about this app, and oh my gosh, this already sounds like an ad. I promise you it is not, because I had trouble even getting this app. But anyway, it is called Clubhouse. Now, this is an invite-only app. You do have to be invited. Um, 
took a while for me to get an invite, but I finally did. And, um, it's, so yeah, it's kind of exclusive, but also if you know enough people, you sh- you'll probably find somebody who can get you an invite to it. But I absolutely adore this app. So this app is almost like a podcast meets like a conference. If you've ever been to like some kind of conference where there's like panelists and then there's Q&A and whatnot, it's almost like that meets like a live podcast. So basically you can join all these different clubs and I like for example I'm in some different podcasters clubs and they do these panels basically or these chats conversations whatever you want to call it um where they get to speak um there's specific hosts and speakers and they get to speak about like podcasting or whatever it is that you like to listen to and there's even really people that just I know my friend um she was in it like a clubhouse where they just talked about BTS and it was just more fun. There's also more educational ones or informative ones like the ones I'm listening to right now. Um, and then there's options like you can raise your hand and then they can let you speak. It's all audio, so there's no typing, there's no um, visual, but it's really cool. And then they, like most of the time there's like Q&A at the end or if you have a question, you like it's called raising your hand and then they can either let you speak or not. Um, and I think it's just a really great app. So if you had the opportunity to get it, I know like I actually invited my friend or I offered her the invite before inviting her and she didn't know what it was. And then I kind of explained it to her and then she kind, she was like, yeah, like, sure. I'll check it out. Send me an invite. And she ended up really liking the app. So if you have an opportunity, I would definitely recommend checking it out. And then Twitter is also now adding this new feature. I think it's like slowly rolling out. So maybe not everyone has it yet, but they're also adding in this feature very similar to clubhouse where basically um it's really the same concept of what i just explained uh however i feel like it's just an additional feature on twitter whereas for clubhouse it's the main feature but either way i just think it's a cool concept both for twitter and for clubhouse so i just wanted to kind of mention that um And then, let me see, I had, like, my order of the show, and then I kind of just, in the middle of the show, decided to go in a different order, so I'm kind of trying to look through my notes and make sure I go through everything. Um, Oh, yeah, Monday, uh, Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra are announcing the Academy Award nominees, so that'll be really interesting, and I thought it was, I'm a huge Jonas Brothers fan, as you guys know, so I keep up with Nick and Joe and Kevin and whatever, and I thought it was kind of interesting that Nick and Priyanka were going to be the ones, um, like, um, announcing the nominees because I mean yeah Priyanka is an actress uh, and I guess Nick is an actor too but I when I think of Nick I think more of like music and I don't know I just thought it was interesting but anyway that's happening next week I'll of course discuss all the nominees in the episode and um, personally I'm very interested to see who, what is nominated um, I have a feeling it's going to be a lot of streaming um movies because um like I said theaters have been closed for a while and the movies that have come out with theatrical releases have been like Sonic the Hedgehog or something so I'm very interested to see the nominees and um what's up there but we'll discuss that more in depth next week and then the last thing I want to talk about is that oh wait Real quick, actually, before I move on, speaking of Nick Jonas, um, his new album, Spaceman, comes out tonight at midnight, depending on your time zone. Could be, I think, like, for me, it's actually 11. For some people, it's, like, 2 a.m. So it just depends on your time zone. But Spaceman comes out. It'll be out by tomorrow, (laughs) for sure. Uh, So check that out. Um, Like I said, I wasn't a huge fan of the um, 
single called Spaceman, which also happens to be the name of the album. I just thought it sounds like some of his old stuff, which there's nothing wrong with that, but also, like, it, it just sounds like something I've heard before. However, he did release another song from the album called This Is Heaven, and I really like that song, so I'm gonna listen to the whole album, give it a fair chance. I'm a huge Jonas Brothers fan, but also as, you know, somebody who has a show like this, I have to be honest with myself about, like, what I think of stuff and not just be biased. So I will let you guys know what I think of the album next week as well. And the last thing I just wanted to briefly mention, and I'm just going to, like, really quickly go over this, and then we can, um, you know, say goodbye till next week. <laughs> the Grammy performers were announced. Um, so we got some some of the ones I'm excited for, and I'll just quickly go over it, are BTS and Bad Bunny. Um, you know, I'm not, like, a huge BTS fan. Not that I'm not a fan of them. Like, I feel like I'm miswording it, and K-pop fans are going to be mad at me. I just mean I don't listen to them enough to like be considered a fan that being said I do enjoy their music um fake love and black swan and some of their other stuff but my best friend is a huge k-pop fan and so um she's recently got me interested in like you know their music and their choreography and whatnot so I'm excited to see what BTS does on the stage just because the Grammys I'm not sure if they're going to be there in person or if they're going to be um you know, like a pre-recorded thing or a live thing, but from a remote location. Um, so that'll be interesting, but I'm excited about that. I'm also excited about Bad Money because I, you know, I just love Latin music and Latin artists, and it's nice to see a Latin artist on the Grammy stage. I'm excited about Dua Lipa. I love her music. Um, I love usually, like, the outfits she wears and stuff, so I'm excited to see what she does. Uh, Harry Styles is performing, very exciting as well, um, you know, I'm a Harry Styles fan, uh, to some extent, um, and I'm, I want to see what he sings, what he does, and then our queen, Taylor Swift, come on, like, you just know she's gonna give us something amazing, uh, hello, she dropped two albums this year, but aside from singing something from Folklore or Evermore, Folk Folklore is her album that's nominated, but Evermore is her most recent album, so I think she'll probably sing stuff from both. Obviously, it depends how much time they give her, but I also feel like she might sing something from one of her older albums. Of course, she's doing this whole re-record, and she, um, you know, um, the whole she's doing Fearless, that's her first album that she's re-recording, and we got, like, Love Story already, the re-release, so I think she'll probably, maybe, again, depending on time, um, sing something, one of her older songs, and then there's also supposed to be, from what I've heard, a surprise performance, uh, I've heard a lot of theories about who it might be, I heard some people saying Olivia Rodrigo, um, obviously she's got the number one song in the world that's broken so many records, and she's probably going to win a Grammy herself next year, um, and she's like an emerging artist and whatnot, so that's definitely a possibility, especially because um, she did like an interview with the um, Grammys recording studio recently. But I almost feel like they're not going to do that. I think they would rather wait till next year. That's just my opinion. If she is nominated, when she's nominated, because let's be real, she'll be nominated. Um, but who knows? Honestly, I am obsessed with Olivia Rodrigo and her song Driver's License. So if it was her, I would be so excited. I just personally don't think it is. The other theory I heard is Adele. And I heard that she's maybe ready to release new music and she's going to be like that surprise performance and then she's going to announce that she's dropping new music that's a good theory as well 
I honestly don't know who I think it's going to be. Um, so we'll have to wait and find out. But um, that's all I wanted to talk about in today's episode. Thanks for listening. Make sure you tune in again next week. Um, like I said, we've already got some stuff planned for next week. I'll be talking about the um, Academy Award nominees. I'll be talking about, what else did I say? Um, oh, Nick Jonas's album. So yeah, lots of stuff next week. Fun stuff, exciting. It's always fun here. Oh, before I go, um, if you want to find me anywhere else on the internet, I am Kennedy C Media on Facebook, anchor.fm slash Kennedy C. Um, there you can send me listener messages. Um, if you want to be a guest on this show, send me a listener message, tell me your idea, pitch me an idea, you never know. Uh, you can also just give me your opinion on stuff I said in today's episode, or whatever you want. Just say hi, do what you like. You can also, um, click listener support there, and, um, you know, help me out a little bit financially to support this podcast. And, of course, there'll be links to every single, um, every single place where the podcast is available. You can find me now on podpage.com slash simply dash Kennedy. Yes, that is a mouthful. It is on my Facebook page, though, if you need to click the link or, like, at least read it from there. Um, But, yeah, podpage also has every single link to everything where I am. Um... KennedyCDigitalArt.com is where you can find my digital art portfolio. My YouTube channel is Kennedy Castillo, K-E-N-N-E-D-Y-C-A-S-T-I-L-L-O. Uh, lots of great videos there. I've kind of been on a hiatus, but I'm back. I'm better than ever. KennedyCBlog.com is my blog. Um, at KennedyC underscore blog is my Instagram account. I don't really use it much, but if enough of you follow me, I always say that I might actually use it. So go ahead and follow me. Um, Patreon.com slash KennedyCMedia is where you can help support this podcast financially. I think that's all the places where you can find me, but, um, yeah, I'm probably everywhere, so, yeah, anyway, until next week, thanks for tuning in, happy International Women's Day, belated, I guess, um, and, yeah, thanks for listening.